Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. Good morning Life Changes family, friends. Wow, what do I say after all of that? A little overwhelmed, um, trembling on the inside. Um, just the words of kindness and appreciation and affection. I want to say thank you so much to each and every one of you. And there's so much that I want to share and say. Don't have to forget all out. But there's so many people we want to say thank you for your faithfulness and your faithfulness in God and towards Him. Um, I've yesterday I just sensed. Jesus just stirring my heart, and I went to Jenny Lane, where we started the church 18 years ago, and I just sat outside the house, and I just said, thank you, Jesus, for your grace, and I started thanking Jesus for all the people at that season that crisscrossed into our lives, and then I went to the Virgin Active, now it was the Bloberg, uh, Table View Health and Racket, and I sat there. And I said, Jesus, thank you for that season there. And all the people that came through our lives, some of which um, were with Murray and numbers of others. If I just look, Rihanna, Maria, and Johnny, and Sam, and Aidan, and there's just so many people. And then I went to Bloberg Library Hall after that. And I just sat there. And I thought, wow, Lord, I remember parking here the furthest way from the door. So anybody else who came, it was closer for them. Then I walked around the building. said, Lord, remember we spoke to this person here and this person there. And just reminisced on God's goodness. And just totally blown away by his kindness towards us. Who are we that he's brought us so far? Who are we? Then I began to think of life changes where we are today. And just see God's gracious hand upon us. We simply just put our hand up and said, we're available, Jesus. We're available. And he's done remarkable things. I would say over life changes, greater things are yet to come. It's there. It's declared. It's spoken. But I also would like to say thank you to Mark, Candace, and the eldership team. I know Gabe is at Milnerton, and I know Manuel's overseas, but Quinton and, and, and Wayne and and, and there's other guys. I just want to say thank you for your open-handedness in releasing us into our future that God has planned for us. It's a bit fuzzy, and then it gets a bit clear, gets a bit fuzzy, but it, it's, it's all coming together. It's a new faith venture. It's a new pioneering. It's a new season. We don't have it all mapped out and planned out, but it's where faith comes. And also just I see Brian and Paul is one of my squash mates. So cool for you to come. Had a burger yesterday afternoon together. Just laughed of our fun times. And if I just see dotted all around you and I look at Om, Omri and Manya, so cool to see you guys. And just the journey that Jesus has taken you on. Henry and Jeannie, there's just so many of you here where our lives are just intertwined and interwoven. Very, very special. Warwick and Liesl there at the back, thank you for coming. Thank you so much. 
It's just so wonderful to see so many faces and the new faces. It's really, really, really so special. Leon Kelly, and it's just, it's just so many. It would be, I would, it would take the whole day if I had to go through each and every person and the journey. There's Malcolm and Mish. Remember, you guys were from Bloberg, Library Days, and, and just the amazing, amazing journey. But I really, really want to say thank you for your open handedness, Mark. Candace, for releasing us into our new season. And I'm so looking forward to hear some amazing stories of God's influence in and through you as a church into the city, the nation, and beyond. I do believe God has great things in store, and God wants to do that in and through you and through others. Darling, was there something on you? You know there was something stirring in your heart to share. I thought I'd done with crying until I met Andrew in the car. <laughs> it started all there. Um, but, sure, like Wally said, it's hard to even express how I felt gratitude for all that God has done over the last 18 years. Um, a lot of, when I look here, a lot of you I don't know, but for those that have been with LCC for such a long time, I first of all just want to thank you for your contribution investing who you are into Life Changes Church because Life Changes is because of what you put into it. It's not just Wally and I, it's been a team. And like Rihanna Maria, you've done just the adventures that you've also taken. You've taken a lot of, you've broken open ground in so many areas. Thank you for that. Um, sure. So many people, Bethy being here for like ever. <laughs> Thank you for just being faithful with the ladies. Um, uh, we have done a lot of thank yous. We've had a lot of meals with people. And I just want to even say thank you for honoring us. And as my good friend Kathy would say, washing us with your words. Um, it's been absolutely amazing. Um, to my good friend Kathy, <laughs> thank you for always being there for me. You know, someone who listens. Um, Thank you. There's so many people. I don't know. I don't want to leave anybody out. But yeah, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of our heart for all that you mean to us. And um, I think I just want to share one truth. Well, in our thought about, I shared it at Milneton. One thought that I would want to leave with you that you could carry into your future um, that would help you walk this road of loving Jesus passionately, never losing your love for him. Um, and it would be this, uh, we often talk about our lives bringing glory to God. And what does it mean for our lives to bring glory to God? I remember Moses crying out to God and saying, show me your glory. And what happened in that moment was that all the goodness of God came before Moses and he saw the goodness of God and he saw the compassion of God and the mercy of God. He began to see more and more of who God was um, and then he made that known to others. And for me, the simplicity of life is all about bringing glory to God and that means getting to know your Father. Like Jesus, he said, Father, I have brought you glory on this earth. And what did it mean? He says later on, he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And 
that's what it means to bring glory to God, is to know your Father and then to express Him here on this earth. And that's the message I just want to leave with you. I just want to share three or four just personal ways of my journey on how I learned this. Didn't kind of walk it right in the beginning, but through hard times, it's like almost God has just opened my heart. And the one was when um, I went through a seven-year depression. And um, I remember going to the doctors and getting a prescription and because um, I just couldn't function properly anymore. And I was sitting on my couch at home, and I just said, God, I know you're real. Would you manifest yourself to me? And in that moment, he revealed himself to me as a father. And he said to me, Shirley, if you did not do another thing again, I would love you still. I would love you passionately. And I experienced the love of a father that said, you know what? You do not have to perform to please me. I love you because of who you are, and I delight in who you are. And so from that journey came my uh, a rooting in my identity, because when you know the Father, then you'll know who you are, because <laughs> fathers give identity. And he began to show me, and that became my launching pad into actually what God has called me to, and that's to impart destiny, identity into people. But a question came from that experience that I've now incorporated in my life and in every new season of my life. And I ask God this one question. God, who do you want? Father, who do you want to be to me in this season? Father, who do you want to be to me in this season? When I went through a period of just wanting to give up, I came to the Father. And I said, Father, who do you want to be to me in the season? And I remember him saying, Shirley, I want to be your shepherd. And um, I said, but shepherds are weak, you know. I don't know why I had a wrong concept of what a shepherd is like. And he said, Shirley, shepherds chase away wolves. I said, oh, I be my shepherd, you know, be my shepherd. And it was a two-year season where God just began to show me what it meant for him to be my shepherd. When I felt like I was um, anxious, he would take me to still waters. And he'd say, come, Shirley, I just want to feed your soul. I want to encourage you. And there's so many things. When I felt like I was overcome and overwhelmed, he'd say, come look here. I've laid a table before you. And he took me right through Psalm 23 and he showed me what it meant for him to be my shepherd. Um, and so I came through that in that season, even though it was hard, felt rooted because I knew who God wanted to be to me. Um, there was another time where I felt like this is, I'm talking about 10 years ago, when I felt like I couldn't trust people. These are real things that we deal with, and I'm just being vulnerable and real today. And I remember um, knowing that I, I need to, you need to trust because that's what relationships are built on. And I said, Father, who do you want to be to me in this season? so that I can be strong, that I can go through this. And he just said to me, Shirley, I want to show you that I'm your protector. And he, I always had the belief system that God could heal my hurts, but I didn't believe he could protect me. And he, it was the most incredible experience. He just came and I felt the presence of the Father and he wrapped these wings around me. I even feel the strength of those wings. They were like thick like this. And he wrapped these 
rings around me and he said, watch, I want to protect you. That stuff doesn't get on the inside of you. And he said, watch, while, even though life happens and I saw stuff still happening. And he said, look, watch, and his rings were flinging the stuff off like this. And I saw that God could be my protector and that I could still trust because I knew stuff didn't have to get on the inside, even though life still happens. And so in all of these journeys that I've been on, so when I felt change was coming, I asked God, I said, Father, who do you want to be to me? He said to me, surely I'll show you that I'm a God of timing. And you know how we get impatient, hey, with God? We kind of wish it happened sooner. Um, but because he said to me, I want to show, I want to be a God of timing to you, I could just wait patiently and see when he started the cogs turning and things started happening. And, I, and so in my journey of just asking God that one simple question, Father, who do you want to be to me? I have beginning to go through every season with anxiety. I have incredible peace because I know that when he shows me who he wants to be, I have an anticipation of him unfolding that <laughs> in my season that I don't have to be anxious. And even in this new season that we're going into, I, I was actually lying in bed two days ago and I said, Father, who do you want to be to me in this next season, you know? And I just had a little inkling that he said to me, Shirley, I really want to show you what sonship looks like. That includes being a daughter. But sonship in that because the earth, the creation is crying out for the manifestations of the sons of God. And he said, I'm going to take you and I'm going to show you more of what that actually looks like. So now my next season does not have fear. Um, it does not have anxiety. It does not have what's going to happen because I know that he's going to be a father. He's going to reveal even more of what it means to be a daughter. And so I just want to leave that with you. If anything, that's how we bring glory to God. We get to know who he is. And when we get to know who he is, we express that to those around us, to those in the body of Christ and to those that are in the world, because the world is start to see a father that is good. Absolutely. Thank you, love. Thank you, love. As I look across the auditorium, there's just so many people that I'd love just to honor and thank and appreciate. There's Robin, Estelle, and Andrew, and, and Una, and, and Tyler, who spoke earlier. Boy, do I have to say a big thank you for being my PC guru and helping me through all my IT challenges. <laughs> As you know, I am challenged in that area, besides a few others, but that in particular, and Tyler has been exceptionally patient and helpful. So thank you, Tyler. Time is going on, but I just had so much burning in my heart. But if there's one charge I would like to leave you as a church is this, is don't lose your missional edge as a community. It is so easy to become comfortable and complacent and passive. It's a cancer that can erode our soul if we're not aware of it. And if there's a particular verse, it's in John chapter 20, from verse 19 to 22. It's one of the four commissionings of Jesus. The other one's in Matthew 28, Luke 24, and Mark 16. But the one I'm going to read to you this morning is in John chapter 20, verses 19 to 20, where the disciples had witnessed the crucifixion, the brutal 
crucifixion of Jesus. They had all their hope and faith that he was going to redeem the nation of Israel from Roman occupation and bring liberty and freedom. After his death, they were devastated. And the Bible says that they were, they were locked down. They were hiding in the upper room. And the door was tightly shut, the Bible says. And Jesus came walking through that door. A phenomenal, amazing, it was like Star Wars, but back in that day. It was all of a sudden Jesus appeared. Can you imagine the, the petrified, terrified look on their faces, yet equally excited for seeing that he was alive? So there was a dual emotion similar to what I'm feeling here. Sad to say goodbye, but excited about what God has in store for you, as well as us into the future. Then Jesus spoke peace to them, and he said this, As the Father has sent me, so am I sending you. We need to, we know as a community, Mark and the elders have taught so well that you're called by God, chosen by God, loved by God. But I want to say and I want to remind you that you're equally sent by God beyond the four walls of the church to love the world as God loves the world. And the only way the world will know God's love is through you and through me. And then Jesus breathed on the disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I want to say mission without Holy Spirit empowerment goes nowhere. We need to daily allow Him to breathe freshly the Father's heart into our lives that we can begin to be a people that live on mission. Now for many of you that might seem the most terrifying thing is to live a missional life beyond the four walls of the church, beyond the walls of your office at work. Can I say to you, when you begin to allow Him to freshly breathe into you, you cannot help but want to go there. The two are connected. Now the word sent is made up of two Greek words, apo, which is away from, and stella, which means sent. And we have been sent from Life Changes Church to Durban. And I so appreciate the send-off, Mark. So appreciate all the kind words in the video. We've been sent, and people have say goodbye to us. Jesus, see you when we see you. Folks, that we're coming up to Durban in April and June, July, whatever, and we'll see you then. Now, this word sent is a different word picture in the Greek. Where God says, I'm sending you, but you're not going alone, I'm coming with you. That's the difference between a human sending and a divine sending. It's God says, I'm sending you, but I'm coming with you. Thank you, Wayne. You know, in Mark chapter 16, where Jesus said to the disciples, go into all the world, preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, etc. And it says that the Lord worked together with them. In other words, he said, you're going, but I'm joining you. I'm coming together with you. That's why Jesus said, the Father who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone. Jesus said, the Father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. Can I urge and encourage you? Our gatherings together as believers on a Sunday is a celebration of Jesus. But from Monday to Saturday, live out the Christ life on the inside of you. Can I say, people say, well, well, Wally, you make it look so easy. Can I tell you what? There are so many people out there 
that just need to be loved. People that just need a bit of hope. Just a bit of encouragement. Can I say we begin to look at people with His eyes, life takes on a different meaning. We often live just like this, but, but God help me to live like that. I say to people, I don't go anywhere. I'm sent everywhere. I'm sent everywhere. This week I had to go and get our license for our vehicles. And I, I spoke to the person and I said, what time is it good for me to be here? He says, if you're here half past seven, you'll be first in line. I thought, great. I was there 20 past seven and I was number 35 in the line. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there thinking, Lord, we've got 40 minutes. And I could have just gone there, but I went with a sentness and I spent 40 minutes talking to Anthony who was far from God, who was caught up in religion, but didn't know Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. The 40 minutes went so quick. I got to the button and I thought, wow, Lord, this was actually so cool. Because I was sent there. Get home and we're boxing and boxing and boxing and ran out of tape. I said, off to build us quickly for the fifth time, I think. No, boxing, boxes, boxes, sorry. No, 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 we, we, we lovers, not fighters. I'm having nightmares of boxes this size, this size, it's just, and I ran out. <laughs> so, go to, go to builders, and as I'm walking out, I see this couple, he's got a moon boot on, and she's walking in crutches, and I say, wow, what happened to you two? And he explained to me the, the accident that they were involved in, and I was able to spend a bit of time encouraging them. And it was so cool. And I go home and between the packing, let me rather use that word, packing, <laughs> packing. And then I fill up the holes in the class where we've had pictures and a polyfill and I've got paint ready that I kept to do the touch-up mark. And I'm touching up, touching up, touching up the right color, but it just doesn't look right. <laughs> And I realized it was the right color, but instead of matte, he had given me sheen. So I painted all over the house these little dots. And I thought to myself, Lord. So I go back to my desk and I said, Bud, got the wrong paint. So he said, oh, sorry, sorry, I'll get you the matte. But you know how hard it is to do that because if you look at it straight... It looks great. You go to the side and the sun comes, there's the dot. So I was painting like this. Run back. And it was challenging. It was challenging. And I go back and forth to Midas. Now, as I'm walking out of Midas, I see this guy with four teenage daughters. And they just come out of PA. And I could see they were just, you know, when you first knew in Cape Town, you've got big eyes. And then I saw a GP number plate, so I recognized that they were from a country. So I went over and I said, how's it? Welcome to Cape Town. You're on holiday or moving? He said, we've just moved here and we're getting stuff for the girls for school and what have you. I said, welcome. Is there any way I can help you? He says, yeah, I don't have a job. Just lost his job, moved out, lost his job. Wow. See, I don't believe in coincidence. When I live as a sent person... My footsteps are directed by him. And I was able to encourage him. He says, no, no, I've got to be positive. 
I've got to be, I said, no, no, no. Positivity will get you so far, faith will take you all the way. So many people are just hoping, wishing. Can I say to you, when we begin to live as a sinned person, He's with you, He takes you all the way. I began to think, Lord, my neighbors, my neighborhoods, I'm going around saying goodbye to them. Boy, that's hard. People that our lives are intertwined and my neighbors across, I've just so loved them. We've so had a cool relationship with them. They don't know God. But they're beautiful people, wonderful people. And we're engaging and chatting and they've got a, well, she, she was a teenager, she's in her 20s. She's always in the kitchen just listening to our conversation. And as I left, there was an ache in my heart. I'm thinking, Lord, who else is going to, who else is going to love them to you? Who else is going to love them to you? It was about two hours later. There was a knock on the door. The daughter, she came across. And she says, Wally, I've heard you all and, and, and chatting to my parents and what have you. Can I come to church with you tomorrow? I just burst out crying. I was just so excited. I said, sure, come inside. And we chatted and we shared, picking her up this evening to come to the evening meeting. I want to say to you this evening, there's a big world out there that is hurting and it's not difficult to love people. It's really not. It's often just listening to people. It's just caring for people. Jesus lived a missional life. Remember when Jesus started his ministry, Luke chapter 4, he declared his dependence on the Holy Spirit when he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit is upon me. He has sent me. Can I say, Often I don't feel the Holy Spirit, but the moment I take a step forward, I sense the Holy Spirit. I would encourage you, don't hold back. Jesus lived as a sent person. Over 40 times on the Gospel of John alone, Jesus referred to himself as being a sent person. You're loved by God, called by God, chosen by God. Live as a sent person. Live as a sent person. I mentioned earlier on, I, I went to Bloberg Library. Just walking around, there was a jiu-jitsu class. So I'm trying to find a quiet spot just to say, Jesus, thank you for all that you did. There's a dad on the outside with his little kid. And I just can't help but talk to people. And he was telling the story about why his kid's doing jiu-jitsu because he got beaten up at school and what have you. And then I started sharing with him how much God loves him and has got a plan and a purpose finish with him and I walk around the front going to my car and I see a guy sitting in a, a very snazzy sports car very smart and I thought it was a Ferrari so I got over and it was white and I said geez you got a very cool car aren't these Ferraris normally red <laughs> and he says no it's a Porsche so I said oh I'm sorry <laughs> I blew it bad eh? I blew it bad Peppy is his name. So I had a good, had a good chat with Peppy about, and I, I was I was Porsche educated yesterday afternoon. But you know whether they drive Porsches or Hyundai's or this or that, people that are far from God and don't know His love, there's an emptiness in your heart and in your life. I want to say to you, just in concluding, how do you live as a sent person? Live. And being sent in and out of relationship and partnership with God and man. I want to reiterate what Mark said. 
is we're not leaving life changes, we're being sent from life changes. We're being sent from life changes. You look at this particular principle throughout the Bible, from Joshua to Moses, David, they're all, there's a principle when Moses met with God and he said, when I go to the Israelites, what must I tell them? And he repeat, God said to him, tell them, I am sent you. When you go to Pharaoh and say to Pharaoh, let my people go, tell Pharaoh, the God of the Hebrews has sent me to tell you, let my people go. It's the very same word where Jesus said, Matthew 28, I am with you to the very ends of the ages. I want to encourage you, where are we sent to? We sent to the work, play, and stay. Wherever you go, work-wise, people at the bottom of the corporate ladder, at the top of the corporate ladder, just begin to look and God will show you. I want to say to you, keep, keep, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. One of the things, Mark, we had to do is, Shirley, I think, came up with a thing. What about all of our medical records from the urologist and this doctor and this doctor? And I'm like, whoa, good call. So off I go to NetCare Hospital. As I get out of the car, there's another car with a lady and a baby yelling. But also GP number plates. I'll look out for GP. It's not gangster's paradise. It's great people. It's great people that are moving into town. And so I said, whoa, Shannon, I'm from Cape Town. Can we help you? Do you want to come to our place for a cup of tea? I hear your baby's needing some sort of TLC and maybe our home is a better place to change. She said, no, actually, I'm ill. So I said, wow. She says, actually, the car's packed. We're really cutting our holiday short going back home. So all I could do was just love on her a little bit, wish her a great trip. But there was a parking lot moment to love somebody. I get, as I walk through the doors, there's a lady walking out with a haircut, just shorn. And I could see, I said to her, I can see you've had treatment. She says, yeah, I've just had radiation and chemo and I'm finished. And they've given me the clearance certificate. My cancer is clear. I said, my name's what? She says, her name's Wendy. I said, Wendy, I celebrate with you. And I said, God spared you because he hasn't finished with you. He has a plan and a purpose. And we had an entrance in the hospital of a cool moment of encouraging her for greater things that Jesus has planned for her life. I get to all the doctors, they're all still closed. I found one lady that was open, but it was some other doctor that I'd never been to. She's trying to help me. <laughs> and she wishes me all the best for 2017. I said, the best thing I could do for you for 2017 is pray Jesus' blessing over you. She says, would you? I said, with the greatest of pleasure. So we spent a few minutes just praying together, saying, Jesus, just reveal your love to her. How much you... The opportunities are abounding for us to see. And your work, play and stay. And all I want to do is tell you, just do what Jesus would do. I really believe the Gospels are simple. It's love God, love people, love life. Love living and loving other people. My last concluding thought is often we forget this truth. And in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, Jesus said, The harvest is plentiful 
and the workers are few, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest field. I would encourage you is to make it a daily prayer. Lord, the harvest is plentiful. I want to be a harvester. And often it's just planting a seed, planting a seed, planting a seed. So often the seeds we plant, we never see them germinate and grow and be fruitful. But he knows, he sees. Love is the most powerful, powerful gift and ability and fruit that God's given us to do and love people. Can I encourage you to set your alarms for 9.37 a.m. or p.m.? That's the verse in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. I've got it for the morning and in the evening. It went off yesterday, but we were having fellowship together, so I couldn't pray. But it's a reminder to pray for the harvest, to pray for those far from God. Love them to Jesus. Love them in your prayers and see what Jesus does in their lives. I would like to close in prayer for you as a church to keep that missional edge sharp. If you want an adventure in your life, start loving God and loving people unconditionally. No hooks, no, just, just to love. Can I do that, Mark, as I close? Could I ask you to stand, please? Father, this morning, thank you for each and every precious person here. Jesus, thank you for each and every person. Lord, my first prayer is that you would continue to reveal your great love to them and for them. And that, Lord, you want to let your love flow through them to other people. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to breathe over each and every person the heart of mission. That, Lord, they'd begin to live with their eyes on the harvest field. The world that you so love. The world that you gave your son for. The world that your heart breaks for. But we have the Christ within us, the answer to the world's problems and issues. And Father, I ask you that we would live as a missional people, inviting people, but also being sent and going. Father, I pray your richest, richest blessing on every single person here in this family as it continues to grow and be your beautiful bride. I pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.